This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. And this is Cindy Meyer, your host of the Wake Up With Spirit, which uh, happens every Friday morning. We, uh, I have been a radio show host since 2006 and was started in a traditional studio. And as times changed, uh, we went along with the changes and went to the blog talk platform. I really like this uh, format because when this show is finished today, you will be able to take the link and share it with any of your friends or family or re-listen to it. If you're like, what did, what did that wonderful author Cindy Dale say? Um, so you can you can hear all of it, and you can listen to it at the, um, any hour of the day or night. You just go to my um, my radio show page, which is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, and that's C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. There are over 400 shows archived there. In addition to this radio show, we um, the radio show is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. I have been the uh, publisher of this magazine for 24 years. We started it as a quarterly newsletter, then went to a six-time-a-year magazine. And uh, in 2002, we went to 12 times a year monthly, and we uh, have been digital since 1998. So please take a look at spiritseeker.com. We have a brand-new site. It's uh, I. There will be some tweaks. You'll notice some things. You're like, oh, they need to fix that. Yes, of course. But it, it, um, but it has been launched, and we will be uh, fine-tuning it. The Vedic Astrology is only in the digital magazine, as well as there are more articles in the digital than, um, than the print magazine. But the print reaches the Midwest and both coasts of Florida, and so um, we, are, we are doing the best we can. So many places have been closed, so we're really encouraging the digital form, format. Um, Okay, the final thing that I want to mention is we have an email newsletter that goes out each week. Um, normally, you don't get much from us other than once a week for the radio show, letting you, and then also letting you know when the magazine is online, which, of course, the July issue is. Um, we don't sell our list, so it's sacred saints, but you will find out about Mind, Body, Spirit events all throughout the United States and um, some international events. So the, it should be eligible for drawings for free books for tickets to events, for DVDs, CDs, et cetera, you have to be part of our digital email um, subscriber list. So go to the new Spirit Seeker site, join our newsletter, or send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added to our email list. Okay, that's all. Those are all the announcements. Now, Cindy Dale, my guest today, is an internationally renowned author, speaker, healer, and business consultant, and she is the author of 27 books. Did you hear that? 27 books about energy, medicine, intuition, and spirituality. In addition, she has worked with over 70,000 clients and presented hundreds of seminars and workshops all across the Americas and in Russia, England, Wales, Amsterdam, Iceland, Costa Rica, Belize, Morocco, Peru, Scotland, and more. She is also a favored teacher and healer for China, leading in-person and online classes, and has been published in over 17 languages. 
Her books include The um, Subtle Body, an Encyclopedia of Your Energetic Anatomy. This is, was the winner of four internationally recognized publishers' awards. Most recently, her titles uh, include Energy Wellness for Your Pets, that was 2019, Llewellyn's Little Book of Empathy, 2019, Awaken Clairvoyant Energy, 2018. This, <laughs> I could go on and on. I'm not going to name all of them. But her next release is what we will be talking about today, um, along with whatever Cindy wants to share. And this book is called Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Conditions. And it is hot off the presses. It's coming out right now uh, in July of this year. So I'm going to now bring Cindy on, and we can hear all of this wonderful information from her. So come on, switchboard, move. Okay. Hello today. Hi, Cindy. It's okay. Cindy. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. I know. Everybody said, how could she spell her name like yours? I said, she doesn't. She spells it with an I. I'm with an E. <laughs> but I but noticed that right away. So it's really similar, though. People sure. always ask me, why do you put the Y after the C? And it's like, because I was a Cynthia when I was born. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, I was Cynthia Diane. I, I, I left all of it. I changed it just to Cindy Byer now. I don't even have a middle name anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's easier. But you know how my... <laughs> Yeah, how mine happened is I had two best friends uh, in high school. We were like all the Cindy's, the three Cindy's. And one became C-I-N-D-I, one uh, traditional kind of what most people do, C-I-N-D-Y. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to be C-Y-N-D-E then. (laughs) And it just, it makes, it's very similar to Cynthia. Um, uh, So, Cindy Dale, tell us about your new book and just it's so timely with everything that we're going through with fear from COVID, you know, everything with the, the racial tension, you know, and we're being upgraded, but let's, let's hear your take on this. Well, we are being upgraded, but I think there's a lot of systems that still need to get on go. <laughs> so yes. I can't believe that this book came out in this moment because most books, you know, are written a couple years earlier. So two years ago, I was, you know, I see so many clients with trauma. Trauma release is such a big issue. Science is making some inroads talking about the vagus nerves. So I proposed writing a book about energy healing for trauma and autoimmune dysfunctions and all this. And here it comes down the pike. It's landing right when we need to do trauma release and when we need to figure out how to live in trauma, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're not – in the United States – this is our first pandemic other than at the turn of the century. So we, you know, we heard about the SARS, we've heard about all this, but in America, it seems that until it's in your face, you just, it's that's somewhere far away. That's, oh, that's sad that they're dealing with that. But now we're dealing with it. And I don't think we have very good tools to deal with it. I don't think we do either. I know we didn't have any personal protection equipment, but I also think that until it actually showed up in our homes or next door, it was sort of like, can I just close my eyes, go about my life, and boom. And then we've got the racial uh, unrest going on, too, which needs to happen, but two sorts of events together. Most of us are feeling like we're spinning. Yeah, it's uh, how do you stay grounded in an ungrounded world? And that's really what what we're all being um, asked to slow it down. And, you know, astrologically, it's interesting. I I study all kinds of stuff, and I'm sure you do too. But the energy of having three eclipses back-to-back doesn't happen very often. We have two, a solar and a lunar. But we had a solar, we had a lunar, solar, lunar 
And we have five planets retrograde right now, which is slowing us all down for a reason, to look at life differently. I can tell it's slowing us all down. <laughs> because every so often I try to accomplish something and it just, you know, kind of ends up I'm moving around my papers. But really, we've been slowing down for months. And that you know, for me, my life didn't change that much, Cindy. I don't know about you, but I work out of my home anyway. I do client calls. I'm already Zoomified. I'm ready to go. I'm probably socially insufficient <laughs> anyway. So got to write those books. You got to have that time for the books. <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I say, I tell yeah. people I entertain myself very well because I am used to being in my home and working exactly what you just described is ditto except for the writing the books, you know, that's the next phase um, of my life. I, I'm, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, I uh, just totally admire how many books you have offered to the world. And, um, and this newest one, you couldn't have timed it better, but see, you knew on some level, you know, you knew that the collective consciousness needed this. So, so yeah, my life hasn't changed that much other than I'm not traveling. And, but I am going to travel on a road trip and go, to places where I know it's, you know, COVID safe. So this well not safe, but you know what I mean. So um I'm taking a road trip. I'm not going on a plane. So <laughs> so so at any rate, so what is okay, so it's your book is just now being released this month and the publisher, um uh I'm assuming they can get it from anywhere, right? Is it is it uh Amazon, anywhere that they want to buy it and um I'm going to say the name of this book again. It's The Energetics of Trauma and Chronic Illnesses, Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress, and Chronic Conditions. So let's just talk about with, with the autoimmune. I don't know. I feel like we should, that's a good place to start. Um, what, what is your thought on why we have such a, an increase in autoimmune disorders in our country? And it's not just our country in the world. It's everywhere. I mean, it's most illnesses now. Who years ago said there's 88 illnesses that are autoimmune? And I think it's something like 30 to 50% of all Americans are probably going to end up with an autoimmune dysfunction. And I think some of it's physical. I'm an energy worker. So that includes looking at physical factors like what's our diet what's our work style or any of us sleeping not very much not very well so you know we're not eating right we're getting a lot of inflammatory foods but I really sort of specialize in the subtle energy which is how do we hold energy after we go through stress and so I think autoimmune dysfunctions uh, occur once we've taken in energies that are not our own, maybe other people's issues, panic, illnesses, shame. Uh, maybe we've gone through trauma, and in the course of going through the trauma, external energies come into our body, and then our body doesn't know what to do with energy that's not our own. So it tries to to wipe them out. It tries to attack them. It tries to get rid of them. I think unless we deal with at least some of that in the subtle level, we're just going to keep attacking energies that aren't ours, and we're going to keep having this sort of autoimmune dysfunction. That's all autoimmune diseases are, is when the the immune system attacks our own cells. I don't know if we're trying to attack our own cells. I think we're trying to get rid of what's not ours. That that makes sense. I've never looked at it this way. Um but yet I do because, you know, when someone had, okay, I'll never forget this. Someone had a shoulder uh, surgery that went awry that came to me. She'd had three shoulder surgeries 
they could have operated on that forever. What happened is she, an emotional energy got stuck there. Um, and I'm not going, going to go into all the details, but um, there was a betrayal with her husband and her best friend. And so when she started talking about what was going on when the shoulder thing first started, she went right to that. And it just energetically, what, ha- what these two people that she loved so much who had betrayed her, you know, in her mind and, you know, and I mean, pretty hard to not feel betrayal when your husband uh, has an affair with your best friend. And she was the godmother to the, to the children. So all that got caught in that shoulder. And it wasn't until the healing happened and she was able to, um, I don't know. That's one story, but you've got many. So, so what are some of the miracles that you have seen when people let go of what wasn't theirs? Oh, it's so exciting to watch. I remember years and years mm-hmm. ago, I worked with a woman who had cancer, abdominal cancer, and it was malignant. They'd done the biopsy, big mass, knew it was malignant. She came to see me. She was like, you know, if I die on the table or die afterwards, there's something going on inside of me that I need to make peace with. So what is it? We only spent two sessions. And I have this image in my head because I'm intuitive like we all are. And I got this image of somebody punching her in her stomach. And by this time, she actually also had rheumatoid arthritis, which is definitely an autoimmune dysfunction. And I said, who used to punch you? She said, my brother used to beat me up. I said, well, I mean, we can hear the rest of it. Where did he used to hit you? She goes, my stomach. So she cried. She dealt with it. She got angry. And then we just really simplistically asked that her own inner wisdom, her own inner wise self, you know, lets that energy go, takes it to a bigger, better place. And um, she looked peaceful two sessions after two sessions. She came back for the third session post-surgery. Now, the tumor had still been there, okay? The mass was there. It wasn't malignant anymore. Mm -hmm. It totally shifted. Yep. It totally shifted. So that malevolent energy of her brother's, his anger, and who knows who he was really angry at, had stuck in her abdomen and became malignant. I mean, that's what cancer is often about. Where's their malignancy? How am I malignant toward myself? Or how has somebody else been malevolent toward me? So I think when we know just a few of these ideas, we can do some pretty good self-interpretation or help other people, you know, kind of dig in, especially if it's inflammatory or autoimmune and say, you know, kind of where do you think somebody, you know, kind of had it out for you? Or what what did you pick up or take on from other people? What made you think that was a safe way to live? <laughs> this sort of energetic right. caretaking. Right. But the way you explained it um, is so so beautiful because a lot of people are like, well, what what was your thinking? You know, what were you thinking? What was off? You know, sometimes in the spiritual community, there's almost a blaming, well, what were you doing that made that off balance? Or how did you create that? And it's a matter of having compassion, I think, uh, like that, that young lady or whoever, however old she was, saying, oh, my brother used to punch me all the time. And in that moment, I, she probably just had this awareness. Like, oh, my gosh, that's where, that's where this got stuck. And then you guiding her and working with her intuitively and her acknowledging it and, uh, and being willing to receive it. I mean, th- there has to be the willingness to receive the healing, too, is what um, 
is my understanding through through the work that I've done. And I'm just going to share one story. Okay, so this friend of mine has a healing center in Philadelphia, and he has a healing for the healers. And different people hear about it, and this lady was traveling and um, came in, and she um, was scheduled for a surgery for an eight-pound fibroid tumor in her uterus. And um, there, was, there was another healer that night who had brought this, uh, it was like a rattle. And they, someone said, do you mind if I use your rattle? I've never seen one like that. And I think it was, um, it was, I think it was from Africa. And so she's like, no, that's, that's fine. And so Tony used this rattle and shook it over her abdomen. And different healers worked on different people. And when he was shaking it, it just shattered. It just literally fell apart. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. And it was his mother's healing tool that he had brought with him when he traveled, you know, to the States and wound up in Tony's center. And the young man said, oh, no, 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 no. When that happens, that means a great healing has happened. So something wonderful has happened here. She went to the doctor and was scanned. The tumor had shrunk from eight pounds to, like, like very similar to uh, what you were just saying, the tumor in the woman who got punched in the stomach. It was no longer malignant. That meant the cell mutation had stopped. It was no longer, you know, in that state. So how do you explain things like this? You know, it's, you explain it by what, how you're talking about with these subtle energies. So I, I want to hear more. Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> oh, I love these stories. And we explain it because 99.9999 dot, 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 you know, kind of plus of, of an object is what they call empty space. It's, it's subtle energies. It's quantum stuff. It's here, there, and everywhere. I mean, we're not solid. And so if you direct the subtle energies, they organize physical energies anyway. So why not direct them? Why not loosen them up? Why not get them to support us in a healthier way? Like you said, though, Cindy, without shame and blame, with compassion and with care. I mean, I've seen some pretty cool stuff. I'll, I'll give you sort of a fun example. My 21-year-old son, Gabe is a baseball pitcher, a college baseball pitcher, and he was struggling a little bit with his velocity during training, maybe about three, four weeks ago, and he said, Mom, will you come to this early morning practice, you know, before work, and et cetera, and then tell me what you think is holding me back. So I went there, his body coach is there going, you know, Gabe's mom is kind of weird, but sometimes this energy stuff helps, and I <laughs> felt, I could feel, it does really help, I could feel in his gut that there was just this sort of stuck energy. I tuned in and I thought, yeah, this is some of his ancestral stuff from his dad. And here's where we come with compassion because I could say, oh, his unconscious or his subconscious said, I'm going to put this stuff in here and sabotage myself. Or maybe it's, wow, by holding on, some of this more negative, sabotaging energy from my dad's family. The men really can't get ahead very often. I can be closer to my dad's family, right? It's meeting a need. So I brought it up. We cleared it out. Gabe stood up there. They're monitoring his velocity. Eight miles an hour improvement with the next throw. Immediate shift. I know. Isn't that amazing? They should really put me out on there that those mounds for every pitcher. <laughs> oh, so let's just let's just fiddle with this for a second. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was let's just get rid of that bond to your mom right. just for a second. You can put it back on when you're done pitching. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
You know, like I, I was the, uh, my kids played basketball. So whenever they jammed fingers, anyone on the team or anything, where's Miss Meyer? And one time my daughter was injured. And I mean, I was out there on the floor with her. I mean, they all knew. They, I mean, they just tolerated, <laughs> tolerated her unusual mother. But that's, but that's a wonderful one. You could probably make a practice just out of working with pictures for me. It's like, this is the thing when you have a gift like you do. You know, wherever you go, you know, people show up and you're, you know, how did it happen with China, though? I am just curious. I mean, that, that, you know, that's fabulous that you're teaching online classes uh, with, with people in China. And you, have you been there as well, it sounds like? I have. I went twice oh. last year for 10 days each. And I have a lot of books in Taiwanese and Chinese, which I didn't really know because I can't understand the language. So my publisher sent me my books with all these languages, and I go, oh, that's really cool. But I don't really know what it says, so I don't know what languages they're mm-hmm. all <laughs> in. So um, I was contacted by a spiritual promoter about a year and a half or two years ago. And so I did. I started going over to teach, and I loved it. The frame of reference is so different. They're very logical and very heart-based at the same time. And so, you know, I'd be able to show them how to do different energy techniques or clear this or clear that, you know, and then they'd give me a hug. It was like, oh, this Mm. is really, they're just so sweet. And I think this is interesting too, Cindy, because I was supposed to go back again you know, about three times this year, and of course, here comes COVID. So out in the masses, we hear this languaging that's like, oh, it's the Chinese virus, and that implication like, aren't they bad people, or isn't it this, and isn't it that? Mm -hmm. And I now sit in my little basement every Tuesday morning and talk to these beautiful, skilled Chinese practitioners who want to learn more, and I'm like, wait a minute, aren't we one world? (laughs) Aren't we, aren't we just people? I mean, something like a virus, when it's passing over from one territory to another, doesn't see the line on the map. We're, we're, all, yeah. we're all good people. We're all trying to help each other. And I actually, in doing my own research on, on SARS-CoV-2 and this and that and the other thing, I read the Chinese research because I think they're way ahead of us and have figured out a lot they of are. things we haven't yet figured out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are way ahead of us. I had a young man. Well, I guess he's not that young. Um, <laughs> Twenty years younger than me, uh, who lived just for a, briefly. He um, he was staying. He had a short term uh, job in St. Louis, and I don't know, he found found his way to my house. And he was a plant scientist from China. And when uh, when the Wuhan virus, when you know the lab, everything first came out, he's like, oh, this isn't good. And but he wore a mask from day one. From day one, because he, he said in China, like, you don't even walk out your door without a mask. And, and he, he, he said, you know, it, it ha- these things happen. And, you know, there was a lab supposedly in the United States, North or South Carolina, that our government burned to the ground late last year. Well, does that hit North, the news? No, North Carolina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, you're right. Okay. I, I couldn't remember. But that, that was barely in the news, Cindy. And that was... Um, they had scientists from China that they brought over here. So what were we working on in our own country? You know, and, and you know, so this, this could happen anywhere. It is a virus and it is a pandemic. And the United States just has never, ever had to deal with something like this. 
No, no. it's a real virus. I mean, I've, I've had it. I actually had it early March. And I think the reason I was only really sick for a day is I've been traveling for baseball with my son. And I came home. I hit all the hot spots for COVID. Didn't know it. I came home. Didn't feel good one day. I thought, this is just not a normal flu. But nobody was putting the symptoms out there. So I thought, oh, I just have something very strange. I just can't afford to get sick. So I worked on it energetically. I, you know, under, I sat under four blankets and tried to sweat it out. And I just said, I just need to get rid of it. And I felt better the next day. I do have antibodies. So I know that I had it. I feel like part of why I maybe didn't get super, super sick is I didn't have that fear factor. They call it the nocebo, nocebo effect, where I go, oh, my gosh, I've got this deadly illness. And it can be deadly, right, if, especially if you have preconditions. But I didn't, tr- right. I didn't scare myself into bigger problems and symptoms because I was like, oh, it's a virus. Let's deal with it energetically. Now, I'm a believer we do physical, too. Eat right, do your vitamin D, do your vitamin C. But we can use subtle energy techniques to decrease our fear. We can talk to people who can help us feel less lonely. We can get an Apple Watch and look at, you know, kind of how much did we sleep last night? Did we get all our nutrients? We can do our Reiki, our meditation. There's so much we can do mm-hmm. to lower the fear factor that can grab us. Right. Well, and fear contracts the body. So whenever we're contracted, you know, it's very hard for our bodies to do what they need to do. I mean, that's why we have to sleep a little bit, you know, like I'm not a big sleeper, but, you know, I know I have to rest. I know I have to sleep. You know, I have, um, I've never been a big sleeper. So, but, but especially when this first all uh, happened because of my intuitive skills or gifts, whatever, sometimes you don't even know what you're anxious about, but I felt, I felt when I came back from Dallas, it was the end of February, I was there for a uh, <clears throat> Shiva Ratri ceremony. Um, I was like one of three non-Hindus in the room. And it was a deep uh, meditation technique, Vasi meditation, which is a breathwork um, and meditation technique. And we did five rounds. Well, everyone else did six rounds. I did five rounds and stopped of breathwork. Non, and then we did nonstop mantras for 24 hours. So I knew that I had broken up some stuff in my lungs. Um, I used to be an asthmatic, and I had it used an inhaler in probably, I don't know, six years. It was, uh, was stress-induced when I did get the asthma um, many years ago. And so I still had a little tiny bit of residual in my lungs. Well, when I got back from Dallas and see they were just talking about it at the end of February, I still didn't know what was going to happen here. Um, I was flat for a week. And I knew I was going into either pneumonia or something. I didn't know, but I just stopped. I did exactly like I wish I could have done it in one day like you did, but it took me a week. And I just totally stopped and did traditional and non-traditional, and I got through it. And I've not tested, but I'm actually thinking about getting the antibody test because I'm pretty sure that's what I had. I, um, but I, you don't know. And you just, but what's happening now is, with the, oh, I don't know if you want to go here or not, but, but I think what's troubling about this virus is that what it's doing with the circulatory system, and it's different with different people, you know, and so there's no cookie-cutter approach to it. Um, 
but boy, if you know the energy medicine, you get your tools out right away and you start working with it. Um, so what, what, I mean, what else do you want to talk about with that? Like, and can you, can you give a tip um, to our listeners on just a simple thing that they could do um, to strengthen their immune system? Oh, absolutely, because it is a tricky virus. It goes into the epithelial cells, so it can go into your heart, your cardiovascular system, your nervous system, the brain. They're finding that there's blood clots in the organs of people who die from it. So let's just now really scare ourselves, too, right? (laughs) But but, but we need to keep ourselves healthy. So I do a few, two or three things every day, because even though I have antibodies, who knows what that means? I, I mean, the virus mutates and, you know, et cetera. So I really do eat really well. I eat, I get tons of electrolytes, vitamin D, uh, good proteins, healthy fats. I make sure I sleep, you know, and um, I even take, you know, certain types of magnesium. Magnesium L3 and 8, for instance, goes right to the brain, and it's really relaxing, and it helps me sleep at night. And then energy-wise, I make sure three, four, five times a day, I do grounding, but I do, I do grounding opposite of most people. So instead of just sending energy, you know, kind of down into the earth, hey, I pull it up. I want to bring up earth air, I could start a band like that, earth, air, wind, and fire. But, you know, I I bring up earth energy, cosmic energy, because my belief is that if you have subtle elements in your body, and the Hindus and Tibetans and Ayurvedic uh, practitioners actually say something like this, if you bring all your your subtle elements into your body, guess what? Bodies better able to use the physical elements, the physical nutrients, like minerals, and vitamins and proteins. So I just bring all that stuff up so I can get more nourishment out of my food. And then if I feel like I've picked up the virus, like say I go to the grocery store or this or that, you know, it's sort of everywhere. And I every day sit down, spend about three seconds, it doesn't take me very long, and I just picture the coronavirus. Gosh knows by now we all know what it looks like. You know, the little pointy horns and we always see it as red and this and that. And we know that there's one strand of RNA in the middle of it. So I picture light, you know, maybe coming from my higher power, from my own spirit, from guides, whatever you believe in, from your higher self, you know, going into any viruses that are in my environment or in my body that's still my environment, just just toppling or collapsing those that, that uh, RNA, And then I just go on my way. I go, you know what? Take care of the RNA, take care of the virus, and keep going. So I do a couple things like that. Mm. That that then I don't think about. I go, oh, when I was with this person, did I pick it up? I just every day do a little tiny flush like that. You know, just picture the RNA and and collapse it. And I felt really good. I mean, knock on wood, we're all human beings. If we get it, it doesn't mean we're bad people or we're not dealing with our feelings, we can be vulnerable to something because we've got a human body. But those are a couple of things that have really worked for me. Well, and that makes sense. And I, you know, I really like pulling what you suggested with pulling the earth energy up because so many of us are releasing, but we're not bringing the earth grounding energy into us. It's like that. That's fabulous. 
It is, and it works. And then I make decisions with my intuition. I mean, I, oh, I'm sure most of us were like this. I'm sure you were somewhat too. When all of this started, first of all, I went into panic because it's like, I don't think I have enough food in the house. (laughs) And then it was like, where's the toilet paper? It's all disappearing. And then it was because Uh my son had to move home and he and the baseball boys wanted to use my garage to work out. Then I had a panic around, how am I going to get barbell? There was just this, you know, woo, you know, fear. And are my other kids okay? And this and that and the other thing. And I, I had to stop and say, Cindy, bring that energy up, you know, zap the little RNAs, you know, kind of do this and that, and then use your intuition. Because when we're scared, it's harder to get pictures. It's harder to get senses. It's harder to gauge with empathy. It's harder to get a message. So I would have to force myself to pull the energy up and be in my body and say, go to the grocery store. And then just say, okay, which aisle I would practice which aisle feels safe to go down and if I got a little fear I would just say okay is that just silly fear or is this fear saying maybe this is not so good a direction to go so just move your cart around so I got to be friends with my fear and then I stopped feeling so scared I don't hardly feel scared doing anything anymore because I'm having an easier time just going with my gut to see, should I do this, should I not do that, and sort of steering myself not in a paranoid way around what Mm -hmm. feels safe and right to do and what doesn't. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I want to go back to the magnesium. Did you say, what did you say about the magnesium? You said magnesium number one and three? I'm just... I'm going to give an advertisement for this magnesium. I don't make any money off of it, and I'm not a doctor, so this is not a prescription. I love it's magnesium, and then there's an L-3 onate, T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. All my stars, I've been taking this for three years. I've been an insomniac for decades and decades and decades. Well, I can't say that many decades. I'm not that old, but for a really long time. I get stressed, I don't sleep, da-da-da, you know, whatever's going on. Um, It's the only magnesium that crosses the blood-brain barrier, so it goes to your head. And all the other magnesiums go into your digestive system, and, of course, then they can give you diarrhea or whatever, and you need those other types of magnesium. But this is the relaxing magnesium. MIT has a lot of research on it, so I would look up at the MIT research. I... um. I actually recommended it one time to a dog park guy. Every morning I get up really early, I go run around the dog park, and I've had a couple friends out there who are already also early risers. And this one guy said, I haven't slept for 20 years. So I gave him a bottle, and a couple days later I saw him, and he was like, did you put something in that magnesium? I go, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) well, did you put, like, Valium? I'm like, No. He goes, I don't know. There must be something in that because I slept all night. He was actually freaked out. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it worked so well. Right. Do you you take it at night or do you take it during the day and it just kicks in and helps you relax at night? Well, you can do it any way you want. I take it at night. I take a couple 
at night. I love Life Extension. Um, there's other brands. I take two at night, and I do have to say my friends like to call me in that half an hour before I drift off because I also feel a little giddy and sort of psychic. So I just go into this, like, my happy place. And um, right. <laughs> I'm probably funny, but I don't know really what I'm saying. Uh, so it puts me to sleep, and if I wake up, I take another one. Some people take one in the morning, and then it just calms them. So from a mm-hmm. practical point of view, it is an amazing magnesium. I mean, you have to test it, see how it works for you, et cetera. Um, but I, take oh. a, I would say I take a couple at night, and I'm drifting. See, my whole ears perked up because for several reasons. Um, my daughter has an autoimmune disorder, and magnesium and calcium is what this person said would turn her autoimmune thing around. And but we haven't found the right magnesium, and and I feel my ears just went immediately. What did she say? You know, because I need to sleep more. <laughs> you do. And I know. You do. I know. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I know. Well, and from a practical point of view, and, you know, this sounds really silly, but calcium, I like to get my calcium in um, gummy bears. Like I get this stuff without sugar, but I had some osteopenia, you know, which is sort of right before osteoporosis, and it's really disappearing Mm -hmm. because I take my calcium in um, gummy bear form. Maybe it's just because it tastes good so it works better in my body. We do program our substances with our attitudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there's absolutely. a very interesting study that Mark David has, M-A-R-C David has written a lot about foods and this and that. And there's some studies in his books that talk about, like, if you're to sit down and eat a piece of chocolate cake and you're in joy, you know what? You're really not going to get any negative side effects. If you eat the chocolate cake and you feel bad about it, guess what? It's going straight to the hips or wherever it is. You'll get inflammation. So Mm -hmm. autoimmune dysfunctions are tough. You know, from also, I'm just going to say this, from a physical point of view, a lot of times by the time we get an autoimmune dysfunction, um, we have in our body too many mast cells, M-A-S-T cells. They're made in the bone marrow. And a lot of people don't know when we're under stress. It's not the limbic system. It's not those poor little adrenals that first kick off that stress response that won't turn off. It's our bone marrow. It produces something called osteocalcin, a hormone that tells our adrenals to freak out. And then then it later makes these mast cells that go inside of the tissue. We get too many of them and we can't get down. We can't, you know, kind of get out of an inflammatory uh, reactivity. So... You know, with especially with, you know, younger people, I like to say, you know, are we holding, are they holding energies for their ancestors? Maybe they're, they're healers. They're, they just came into the body and picked up stuff to help all the ancestors. And they're stuck in a, in a response like that, that, that there's too many mast cells. And so we do need to take, like you're saying, some of these calming magnesiums or, extra electrolytes or infusions, right, put, mm-hmm. put, you know, what we need right into the body through an IV to, like, get those mast cells to say, oh, we're not needed anymore. We're going to pack up and go back to the bone marrow, just disappear, so we can calm the whole system. 
You know, it's interesting about the electrolytes because, um, I, you know, there's so many different tools right now that help us nutrition-wise, et cetera. And um, I learned about the electrolytes from two different people in the last uh, year. And my son, my son went, he was on the, what is that, the keto diet for a while. And he had these little drops. And I'm like, what are those? And he goes, electrolyte drops. I'm like, why are you taking those? He said, well, mom, when you do a keto diet, you're missing a lot of what you need too. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, And then I, but I found this powdered kind because I just two or three people recommended it. I'll tell you what, when I take the electrolytes, it's just, I just do it once a day now um, in a glass of water and I drink it. I have so much more energy and I feel better, you know, it's like a little thing, but how many people take electrolytes? I never took it until, you know, this last year. I'm a big one. Guess what I've got right here while we're talking? <laughs> My big glass of electrolytes. <laughs> and I like the little powders or the little fizzy, they look like little Alka-Seltzer things that fizz, fizz, pop, pop. I probably take like 300, 400% more than I need because years ago I had arrhythmia. I would get tachycardia. And some of it was energetic. Some of it was, I figured out, well, I figured it out a strange way. So I would get arrhythmia almost every night between 10 p.m. and midnight. And I was like, why am I getting this? I haven't eaten. I ate well, blah, blah, blah. And then I noticed that it was because, well, like I called my mom one time and during that time, and she was drinking. And I called other relatives, and they were drinking. I have a lot of relatives who drink. I'm allergic to alcohol. So energetically, I was sort of drinking with them. It was my soul's way to say, I'm going to take that on to heal them of the alcoholism. Aren't I being a good person? But in effect, it was like I was sitting there uh, with a beer (laughs) or a glass of wine with them. So I released myself from that job. And about 50% mm-hmm. of the arrhythmia went away, and it disappeared during that time. Then I noticed it got worse when I was hiking or out in the sun. And I thought, Cindy, you know, you're a physical being. Do you, are you getting enough electrolytes? And I just started two times a day adding electrolytes. So I do, the, I do it now, and I'm completely fine. I just take more wow. when it's hot out or if I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so it's a simple thing. And, you know, I'll tell you what, Amazon has been my friend, um, and probably for all of us, you know, with you, we're not going out shopping. <laughs> I mean, you're not. No. So I just have, um, I just take pictures. Whenever I, my ears perk up um, or I see a product or someone says, oh, do you know, this is a really good product, you know, it, so I'm so grateful about this magnesium you shared today. And I'm going to up my electrolytes because I, I have to force myself to drink water. I forget it. So I actually pour a pitcher of water so that I know that, you know, if I drink that pitcher of water during the day, I've reached what is recommended, but then I normally go above that. Um, But I forget if I don't, if I don't put it out and then, you know, I add lemon or lime, you know, a lot of times to it, but you have to, you have to take some, not have to, it's wise to take responsibility for nourishing your body. And I think that that's what the slowdown is, is, you know, people are looking at their homes differently. You know, I'm, I'm a feng shui consultant, and I do real estate part-time for most of the spirit seeker readers in St. Louis. Um, almost everybody that I work with real estate, they know that I do the energy stuff and everything. 
And what is true is that with people being in their homes as much as they have been, they're looking at their lives differently. They're looking at their space differently. Um, and I just read an interesting article. Um, it wasn't Forbes. It was Barron Magazine. They were saying that people are looking at their spaces. Uh, you know, in the past, everyone wanted big open rooms. Now what they're saying is that's changing. They want a his and her Zoom room. They want a space for their kids to have a space, like, where they can do their, well, you know, kids are studying at home now. You know, a lot of the teaching is at home. So they want spaces where the kids can, like, not have to be in their rooms all the time, but they want also where, you know, I mean, I, how many of us have heard it? Oh, who's going to take the basement and who's going to work on the main level? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like husbands and wives are, like, doing whatever, you know, our partners are doing whatever they have to do to make it work at home. So it's really important to keep your home clear, too, just like your body. And um, I, don't, I just think a lot of times people that have spent so many hours going to a, a work job and they come home and they just don't really, you know, they're not connecting to their home as much. I think that this whole shelter down has had amazing, amazing influences on our lives. And uh, the nourishment is one of them. I completely agree, and I love that you work with real estate and feng shui and the home, and I think almost all of us are experiencing that. We're taking a consideration of our space. I've been decluttering. I mean, I've been decluttering for a couple years because I inherited a bunch of my mom's stuff when she died about a year and a half ago, which is just, you know, kind of open the mouth, everything goes in. (laughs) So, So it's sorting and cleansing and who's in what space when and when does the air conditioner get turned up and when does it get turned off like for instance for me to do this call or anything I do for publicity the air conditioner has to go off or people can hear it in the background so but you know I think of it as the cocooning and I know everybody does the cocoon butterfly thing but it really is we're cocooning and mm-hmm. we you know we we travel out a little bit or you, you know we do what we need to do or let Amazon deliver what we need um, but think about what that little caterpillar is doing most of the cells are actually being destroyed like 95% of the cells are destroyed and these brand new ones I love the name of it their imaginal cells are getting activated and go online and that caterpillar grows an entirely different body it doesn't crawl when this process is done it gets to fly so that's my hope is that we're going through this so we can fly in a different way. The world's not going to be the same. We're different. It's not the same. There's sort of a loss of innocence or naivety. Hopefully there'll be more care and consideration. We'll understand, you know, kind of how to reach each other. For instance, one of the things I did in the middle of this is I'm volunteering for an organization that matches you with elderly shut-ins because they have nobody to see them. And I met this amazing gentleman, and I do get together with him. I bring chairs, and I put them up near his apartment building, and we sit six feet apart, and we talk. And he used to own one of America's most famous jazz clubs in St. Louis. So, I know. He's, like, so cool. Like, I know the gossip on Aretha Franklin. Like, I know it. I can't tell you it, but I know it. (laughs) 
So how can we yeah. reach out in a different way? He's just so happy that I actually sit across from him. And, you know, I just think we all have to figure out what's that thing we do. You know, what, what do we need to do in our homes? Well, how do we need to nourish? How do we help our fears? How can we release old traumas that might be coming up? And then how do we reach out? What's a good, safe, kind way to reach out to? Right. I mean, it's, it's interesting um, because my house is on the market, and there was a group. It was so funny. The agent called me last night uh, because I had a showing at 7 o'clock, so, you know, I had to be out, <laughs> out of that. No, it was actually at 4.30. Uh, that was the night before. It was at 7. At any rate, so I came home at 5.30 thinking, that's an hour? Like, normally, you only are in there 30 minutes. Oh, no, there were cars, like, all in front of my house. And I thought, what in the world? So the agent called me. Um, about five minutes later, he goes, look, we're just leaving. He says, we had a posse at your house. He said, there was a language thing, so they had their friends who could speak a little, you know, more clearly to me and ask the questions. He said, but I, you know, they're very interested in your house. He says, the problem is, is the wife is stuck in India. She, they won't let her come back into the state because of the COVID situation there. And then I guess she went to visit her family and now can't get back. And I thought to myself, I thought, you know, there's Ganesha's in my house. There's Kuan Yin's in my house. <laughs> all over the world. I'm sure people are like, what is this house? But, but the thing of it is, it's this. If I was in total fear of all those people being in my house, I wouldn't be able to have my house on the market right now. Um, I was a nurse for many years, and I think that being a nurse helped me understand that, you know, hand washing is really important. You know, all these different things that, you do. And so people are like, aren't you afraid to have people in your house? I'm like, no. I said they wear a mask and I clear it after everyone's gone. So I have cleared my house probably more in the last 30 days. It's not quite the 30 days that it's on the market, but, um, but I have cleared it and I did the decluttering thing. I mean, I, there's actually a feng shui uh, case study where this, uh, this, these real estate agents had feng shui consultants come into three different houses that weren't selling. They came in, they redid everything, cleared the energy, and guess what happened? The people loved their houses so much, they took their houses off the market, all three of them, because of the rearrangement of the energy. And the, and the, and the, the real estate agents were like, well, forget feng shui, we're not using you again, <laughs> you know, because they lost their, their listings. But the truth is, is this, I get called when a, when a house won't sell. And it's, I work remotely. I can clear remotely. Um, you know, I study with one of the master dowsers, you know, in the, in the world. And so, you know, it's just, it's just all consciousness. So much of this is consciousness, but it's also being wise. So, Cindy, let's talk, like, about, um, about what people can do with their you – you've already given us lots of tips. But anything else that you can, um, you know, touch on with, with the racial tension, with, uh, with the upgrading that all of us are being asked to do with constant stuff every day globally. I think part of, part of this stress is, you know, when you think about it, it was only 1994 that email started, the Internet, all this since 1994. And look at how now we know if something happens, you know, across the world, we know it instantaneously. Whereas we used to like the news was a little bit slowed down and we wouldn't really know. So what can we do? Just a couple more things, um, if you would be so kind. And, of, of course, people, you should buy her book. Um, 
page, uh, cindyvale.com, and see all the different things she offers. There's over 27 books. But what else would you suggest, like, with the consciousness to just upgrade it a little bit and come from compassion for yourself and for others? What a great question. So it's almost like we have to have a consciousness diet, don't you think? Maybe there's a cool mm. acronym for diet that I haven't come up with yet. Um, but I, I believe we really have to figure out how to know ourselves in this time. And coming from the place of being self-gracious, which to me grace is love in motion, you know, love that makes a difference, you know, decide what can we be around and what we can't. So, for instance, I cannot watch the news because I'll go into panic, I'll go into sorrow, I'll feel really sad for this person or that person, and then I can't function. And so I don't watch the news. I read the news because that's more clinical to me, but I don't watch the news. So I make sure that I do that. Um, I'm also, like, around the racial tension. Well, because I'm at ground zero also. I live in Minneapolis, so I saw all that. I've been to the George Floyd memorials. My downtown, my ex-husband has a church down there, and it's still destroyed, and it's still, you know, kind of, you can almost imagine that it's still smoking from from the looting and the burning, yet the racial needs are great and they're there and I want to be part of what's happening. So I've been doing a lot of self-analysis because energetically we carry our ancestors' memories. We actually do genetically on these this chemical soup called the epigenetics. We carry our ancestors' memories for 14 generations. So I wow. put myself on this diet of, you know, trying to become part of the solution, at least attitudinally and then through action. So I've actually sat down and I thought, you know, what's in my ancestry that makes me a bigot because I'm a white person? Not that I am one, but it sets me up and then that's the energy I might be running. Well, my ancestors were Vikings. They were terrible men. <laughs> I mean, they just, they looted. They're part of the, right? They're part of the white privilege thing. We can go take what we want. And I may not act like that, but that's in me. So I've looked at it and, you know, I've worked on where am I like that in any area of my life? How can I not be like that? I have worked with um, black clients, African-American clients, to support them in not shaming themselves because they feel so sad and so much pain. Because you know what some of you know, some people say to them, like, well, get over it. We haven't had slavery for a long time. Well, first of all, that's not true. And secondarily, they carry the memories. They carry the imprint, the emotions. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to have those feelings and to do healing with them and to take space and demand change. So I think it's a really good time for self-reflection. I think we have to monitor, and I do think we need to get out there one way or another, join a Zoom support group, maybe not just to help ourselves, but to volunteer, you know, to work for a politician who we really like or to vote in the way that we want to vote or to, you know, kind of, you know, to do something that can help create a different reality. You know, what you just said is exactly how I have lived since March. 
I was part of a, it was called Postcards and Conversation, it is called Postcards and Conversation, and we would, a group of women, we would write postcards for local candidates because trying to bring change at the local level, then, of course, that affects everything else. And we have to start at a local level at, at this point. That's where the power is. And, and I think what's watching governors take over when, you know, we haven't exactly had a stellar support system um, at the federal no, level. We it's, it's a whole. No, we haven't. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just this whole thing. But, but the, we can't meet in person anymore. So what we do is we meet on a Zoom call, and what we have done, there's like oh, 25 to 30 of us that are pretty uh, diehard. We've interviewed local candidates that are running for treasurer, running for, you know, this position or that position. And then we then support them in whatever way we can support them if they're, if they're someone that we uh, feel is, you know, doing a good job. And then that Zoom group turned into a brunch on Sunday morning where men and women, we, we limited it to 30 people, um, and we meet on Sunday mornings, and we share what we're doing. We're reading. What books are we reading? What, what, uh, what's the new music? What's the new Netflix or different things? Um, and then there's so many different people that are musically talented. So sometimes someone will play a piano. One time someone played a didgeridoo for all of us. And then I'm the energy girl. I always give some kind of an energy tip. <laughs> So, you know, or, or uh, what's going on astrologically or whatever. So I'm like the little spiritual, spiritual, um, bring that to the table. And, and then Thursday night, we Zoom, we call it a happy hour, but, you know, some people, you know, have alcohol, some don't. It's like, it's just really conversations. But Wednesday morning is always political, and what can we do to, to really make a difference? And it's, it's helped, helped keep me sane, you know, and... Um, so th- that's a great suggestion. There's so many things you can do now, like to help, and you don't have to be there in person. Um, exactly. So a, yeah, yeah. There's a wonderful I know. article, listeners, in this July issue by Cindy, and she talks about the benefits of healthy fear, the dangers of unhealthy fear, um, you know, absorption of others' fears, which, you know, I'm so glad you've talked about that so much today in the ancestral DNA. I did not realize it was 14 generations. But, but we know that we carry this stuff in. And it's like, I don't know, and then healing, healing uh, making space for change, which is what we, you just did, making space for change, having a diet of positivity. And with the food things, this is just something you may have heard it or not, there is what is called the chakra diet, where you do one day you start at the root and all you eat is red foods all day, watermelon, cherries, um, apples, red apples, the next day you eat only orange foods. And so you, for seven days, you're on this diet where you're totally infusing your body with color of the chakra through the food. And I've done it a couple times. And it's, it's fun, and you connect in a different way. That's a great idea. There's a good way to go about the diet. And I don't know if that's Deanna Minnick's work or not, but Deanna Minnick's a PhD nutritionist. Yeah, and she talks about the rainbow diet, which is also chakra-based, you know, but how you mix and match the colors of your food. And in that way, you get your nutrition out of your food, which is how we want to be able to get it as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Perfect. Okay, we only have two minutes left of this hour. It went by very, very quickly, as it does when, um, when we have a guest like you, because you have so much knowledge. And uh, you were invited back to my show anytime I can, um, I can support your work, because you're doing great work, just fabulous work. So 
Well, so are you. I mean, look at everything you're doing. I'm over impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. You know, it's just funny, like where I am at this point, I'm letting a lot go so that I can do even more in a different way. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, I, I, I think you understand. I, yeah. So, um, so thank you, Cindy. And, um, yeah. So any final word of wisdom for us? Anything you want to share? No, I feel like I'm supposed to turn into a Vulcan or something and have a nice hand gesture and say, go in peace. <laughs> but, but maybe that is my final, you know, word is go in peace. Let's create more peace. I think that sounds wonderful. And the world can use more peace. You know, peace, peace is a, it's a, it's a good thing. Sometimes people think peace is kind of boring. Oh, no. No, peace with passion is how I say it. When you look at peace and you come from passionate peace, it changes the whole deal. So all of you, may you go in passionate peace and remember some of the tips. And remember, you can listen to this again. If you're like, what did she say about the rainbow diet? Who is that author? You just, you know, listen to it. Okay, Cindy, from my heart to your heart, thank you so much. I was so excited about this interview and still am. And just Keep doing the work, and I'm going to think of you whenever I see some a picture, a baseball picture. <laughs> you know, like, there you go. I'm out there. So, all right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, um, and listeners, her new book is out, Energy Healing for Crippling Fear. Um, or I'm sorry, that's not the name of the book. Is it? Is it? No, no. It's uh, Energetics of Trauma. Energy Healing for Trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is, right there. And uh, Mm -hmm. so thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Share this. Please share and like the show. Blog Talk does more promotion when you like the show. And I know you're liking it, so I, I really appreciate that. Okay. All right. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend and have a wonderful week. And just work with your energetics of your mind and your body and relax already and uh, enjoy life. So thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a, have a uh, wonderful day, everyone. Okay. All right. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.